The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemmy. We are the show that talks about computers, technology, and the internet. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Good to see you all. Good. Good. The- schools. School, school, school. School's back. <laughs> is this the only time of the yeah. year that you actually work yes okay yeah no is this no. your favorite favorite part about school though is uh really with sports being back yeah next uh our first home game well our first football game is sunday night but it's not home so our first home game is september 11th so right. we're really ramping up for football so we took uh last week off we ran a, a best of show because we were all doing stuff justin you you had you had to go to Dallas. I yeah, I was on a work trip for the first time in oh, gosh, I don't even remember. How was it? Time. How was how is it seriously, how is it flying during a pandemic? I mean, I know um, you went to Hawaii, but you know, and now you're back. But what is it yeah. like flying within within the United States, uh, the continental United States? Well, uh I can't say that on radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, that bad, huh? I'll just say it's it's not fun. Yeah. It's not fun. Uh, the multiple reasons, really. I mean, I mean, one, yeah, it, it's not fun to have to sit there and wear a mask the entire flight. Um, I noticed people around me, what they would do, and this is it's kind of genius, to be honest. The, the masks have to be on unless you're eating or drinking. Mm-hmm. So once they come around with those pretzels and your free you know, drink, and I'll get to that in a moment with the free drink problem, um, people would just sit there and nurse it. Uh, and every every like minute or so, they would just reach down, grab one tiny little pretzel, nibble on it, take a take a tiny sip of their water. So basically, they were maskless the entire flight, right? Because they're just nursing their snacks. Yeah, and then people come by, hey, you need to put your mask on. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm eating. Oh, you know, man. And so that was the way around it, really. So like everybody around me, you know, pretty much didn't even have their masks on. You know, you you enter with a mask and you leave. The other problem I have, too, is uh, because of all the unruly passengers, and this is exactly what I've been told right. by a airline flight attendant whose company I will shall remain nameless. Yeah. Um, it's uh, used to be somewhere based in Arizona. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, they're not in the Northeast, are they? No, uh, you know, no, no. They're the exact opposite. Um so anyway, they mentioned that the unruly passengers are the reason behind not allowing alcoholic drinks on flights anymore. Really? And so, yeah, I mean, but so, I mean, yeah, I like to get on a flight. I'll have a drink or two. You know, just kind of relax, hang mm-hmm. out, you know? I mean, yeah. That's like the last bastion of, of, of luxury when it comes to flying anymore. You know, I mean, a lot of, some of our listeners may remember what it used to be like to fly back in the 50s and 60s, where it was literally a luxury to oh, yeah. fly. Now they pack you in like sardines. They give you a bag of pretzels, you know, and, 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 and now they give you a choice of Coke, Sprite, coffee or tea or water. And you have to hold up one finger, two fingers, three fingers, four fingers or five fingers. You can't even take your mask off to order your drink. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And so they come by and you just hold up a finger and that's what they bring you. And they just you get one tiny little drink. And that that's ba- that's basically it. So wait, so they're not they're not serving alcohol on the, on the plane anymore. Absolutely not. Nope. I had no idea. And it's still illegal, federally illegal, to bring on your own alcohol onto a plane. So you so, can't bring those little bottles. That... Yeah. So you can't do that. So like when we were coming back from from Maui, I I had bought a little uh, shooter of of uh, Maui vodka. Uh huh. And I kept it for coming home or or being at home or whatever. But 
in the Vegas airport, you know, again, the, the, now I'm going to get into this too, but we got canceled. Yeah, that's a, right. A, in Vegas. Yeah, I remember that. Our flights got canceled. So the next day when we were getting ready to board our flight, I went and bought a little Sprite, you know, bottle a 20 ounce bottle of Sprite, drank a little bit of it. And then on the plane, I'm like emptying the vodka into this thing, not realizing that it's probably not going to do anything to me because this is 20 ounces of soda with like three <laughs> ounces of vodka, Yeah, you know? So it's like, oh, maybe I should have drank more of that Sprite before I mixed it in. But anyway, but yeah, it's federally illegal to do that. Wow. Uh, so yeah, so you, you, you just can't drink on flights anymore. And, I, and I've been told that uh, by the flight attendant that they said they were thinking about September was the comeback for this. But uh, now they're saying with Delta variant and whatever else is going on, now they're saying probably not till 2022. But I fly business right. class on, on that particular well, airline, yeah. and I get a free drink coupon. However, I don't use printed out tickets. I get all my stuff digital. So on my digital boarding pass, it says, please keep this for future drink. And I'm like, ah. okay, yeah, but as soon as the flight is done, the pass goes away. Oh, that's not good. That's <laughs> so not good. I, I thought you would to... beat the system. Yeah, how am I supposed to do that, you know? Um, but, yeah, that's, that's another problem. And then the last problem, really, the biggest one, is just that there's cancellations everywhere. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, we got canceled in Vegas. Uh, we, we luckily got a flight out the next day to come home. Then on my business trip to Dallas, my flight there was fine. The flight back uh, was a Thursday, and I was originally scheduled for a 5.55 p.m. flight. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? I just don't think I'm going to be having enough work to do to stay here till, you know, 3 PM and then go to the airport. So I said, yeah, I'm going to change it to a 420 flight. So there was a 420 flight. I was like, you know, I'll change it to that. And then I said, honestly, I'm just going to catch this 130 flight uh -huh. cause I want to get back home. Yeah. So I changed it to 130. I, I get my work done. I go to the airport. I get a notification. Your 555 flight has been canceled. Oh man. I'm like, Ooh, good thing I changed. Yeah. Then it says your 420 flight has been canceled. Yikes. I'm like, oh, no, don't, no, 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 no. Don't yeah. do this. Don't do this. Thankfully, we got on the 130 flight, but everybody from all those other flights were now put on my flight, but still, I was A1. So I got the board first. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and I got the best seat in the house. <laughs> nice. Uh, have you ever, now, I, I'm just wondering, have you ever flown first class? I have. Well, yeah. no, uh, well, define first class. Are you talking international so, first class or no, domestic no. first class. So when the last day we did Tech Talk Radio in Palm Springs, uh -huh. um, I had made the decision and was around about, uh, I want to say it was 2004. And I would every week, because, you know, we we came out here in Tucson uh, in 2000. And in 2004, I said, okay, I, I, I can't do this anymore. I was driving back and forth to Palm Springs every weekend. And we would do yeah. the show there at that station uh, in, in the desert. And I finally decided, okay, I'm, I'm going to retire it. So we we had stopped doing it. Little did I know, two weeks later, it got picked up at KTKT, uh, uh, which is now uh, a Spanish yeah. station. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, that's where you came on board. Yeah. But uh, when I had a friend that worked for American Airlines uh, named Donna that worked in reservations, and she was a listener to the show. And she told me, she said, uh, uh, she said, oh, what are you doing this weekend? I said, oh, I'm going to be, you know, flying out and or driving out to Palm Springs in a uh, in a rental and then flying back. She says, well, why don't you let us uh, hook you up? And she oh, did. Wow. She got me first class on American. I took off. We took off from Ontario Airport and I flew all the way back to uh, Tucson first class. And I remember those seats were super comfy. They oh, yeah. gave me champagne. I remember flying over 
you know, you know, like the commercial uh, where you got Rick, the the guy who teaches you not how how to be an old person. He said, "Don't point out landmarks." Yeah, 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 but yeah. I saw the Colorado River. I saw the Ten Freeway, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, look at that out there!" And yeah. sitting in my comfy chair, drinking my champagne. But well, that so, was that so was that, funny. That, that there is a there is a big difference between domestic first and 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 international first. Oh yeah, so have like, you seen the, the what is it? The plane that flies. It's got like a full bed. Qatar and, and it it has like a full bed in it. Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of those now. I mean, the international first class. So that's the funny thing you mentioned that because now there's like a separate category. So you got first off, you got first class domestic, which is, you know, it depends on the airline. You got first class and business class and coach. Some airlines just do first and coach. Some airlines like the the one that I mentioned earlier that's located somewhere in, opposite of the Northeast. Um, they just do straight up coach. Yeah. Uh, unless you get business select, which means you just get the board first, but it's all the same seat. And then there's um, that other one spirit where they make you sit on the wing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just We're going to have you sit in the toilet for right here. There's a seatbelt right here. Um, God, you can go and stand up. Oh my God. I, I have spirit is the absolute. Yeah. Bottom of the brine barrel. Yep. This is yep. our opinion, right? This is yeah. our opinion. This is, yeah. Oh, anyway, it's but, such a such a terrible experience. So you've got business class on some airlines, and so like like first class uh, is is pretty much business class of international. So let's just talk about international. You've got okay. coach, you've got business, which is really nice, mm-hmm. and then you've got first class, which is amazing. And then on some airlines, you've got like VIP, where you get your own apartment, oh, and yeah. a lot of times there's only like two of those per flight because there's just not enough room to have apartments. But um, I've been watching a couple different YouTubers, uh, Sam Chewy, uh, the points guy, things like that, where they, 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 they get these flights and they get to have these apartments and they get to show them off and they're really cool. But uh, I've flown domestic first, which is technically business. Right. And then I've flown international business one time, which was amazing. You know, the seats recline. You're right. You get the yeah. champagne right off the bat. You get a cooked meal. You know, that, that yep. you're paying for it, though. Well, in my case, the government was paying for it. So, yeah, anyway. But, Sean, have you ever flown first class? Once. Where? I flew from Hawaii. No, San Diego yeah, San Diego to O'Hare. I, up, I, upgrade, yeah. I upgraded the day of because, for one, the flight was really cheap, and I could never figure out why. And then when I got to the airport and it was dead, and the upgrade to first class only cost me another $50, I said, why the hell not? Oh, yeah. wow. And then I realized it was 2011, September 10th. Or September 11th, 2011. Oh, the 10-year anniversary. So it was the 10-year anniversary of September 11th. That makes sense. Zero people. It was the, That's the most dead I've ever seen in an apartment outside of just what you see on TV from COVID. An airport. Like wow. Yeah. And it's hard to yeah. believe that next week it's going to be the, the 20th 20. anniversary. That's crazy. That's of, crazy. Of that. And it's, uh, boy, and what a time that was, too. Mm-hmm. And what a time that was. Yeah, so that's um, the only time I've ever flown first class. Everything else has been coach or as andy said on the wing of a spirit airline yeah, <laughs> yeah. but no like i said but it, in, in general you to answer your question at the very beginning yes it's not really fun to fly right now no. i mean it, it hasn't been fun for years but now it just makes it frustrating i can't even imagine so the longest flight i ever had justin and sean was flying to new zealand well actually it was oh australia yeah the flight yeah. from lax 
to New Zealand, I want to say it was maybe 13 or 14 hours. Oh, it'd be more than that because just from from Might LA, have been 16, yeah. From LA to, to Tokyo is is 12 and a half because we have right. to go all the way up by the Aleutian chain by Alaska and Russia, come back down. The flight to New Zealand, or at least Australia from LA, I want to say is like 16 to 17. It might have been 16. And then we did land in Honolulu for for like maybe an hour. And that was it. And I think it was for the fuel. So we had enough to get there. Yeah. And then uh and then we flew, landed in New Zealand, then then another like hour and a half, two hour trip maybe to Australia. It might even been shorter than that. Wait, so you flew to New Zealand first and New Zealand first and then Australia. Oh wow. Which was uh was kind of but I can't even imagine in today's flight where you have to wear a mask for that long in a plane. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm sure, you know, people are, are going, oh, come on, Andy. But seriously, you got to think about it. It's going to be a lot different. You know, that would be a different thing. But I remember when we got to Australia, they sprayed us down. They de loused they, 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 they came on the air- airplane. We had to sit there and they sprayed us with some kind of chemical. What the heck? Yeah, and it was like, and how did you allow that? Well, it's everybody. You, when you got to Australia, you had to allow them to come on in, and they came. They were wearing like hazmat suits, and they're spraying okay. you down. Well, see, when, when see, I was in the navy. We pulled into Australia, and we right. didn't have to do that. Well, because you're in the navy, <laughs> so we're still visitors. We were to just the tourists. Air oh, Na- yes. It was Air New Zealand. I remember we were flying. If they could only know the type of diseases the navy brings into their country. Oh Lord. <laughs> You could only say that because you were in the Navy. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I got to say, the show that we did uh, a couple of weeks ago before we took a little break, um, we talked about something that I thought was kind of cool. And I wasn't sure, you know, like here we are talking about airlines and we're, you know, we're a tech show. We mm-hmm. talk about everything, but we talk about how tech affects your life. And you guys brought up, we talked about Casa Bonita in Denver. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we actually got some really good comments on that show. Now, one of them that was a public comment, I thought this was pretty cool, uh, from Shay, who said, awful Mexican food, endless sopapillas, cliff divers, Black Bart's Cave, which you guys never mentioned, pup- oh, no, puppet true. show, children's delight, and every parent's worst nightmare. And um, I said that uh, from what she, uh, Justin and Sean tell me, you nailed that description. And she said, uh, I went there many times growing up in Denver. So yep. you guys really hit the nail on the head when it came to what Casa Bonita was all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's an experience. I mean, when you come to Denver, you got to go to Casa Bonita. I mean, even though people say the food's not that great, it's still an experience. You've got to go see Casa Bonita. Is there an update on what's going on? If are they re- not sure close to reopening or I don't know, actually, to be honest, I haven't heard anything recently. About it would that. be cool. All yeah. right. Let's, let's talk a little tech. Uh, there is some big news. That came down this week. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, actually. Um, I think the big one really has got to be Microsoft. Um, You know, Microsoft has been kind of flowing when it comes to its announcements. Uh, One of the big announcements they made last week uh, was that, hey, we've decided uh, Windows will operate on your older equipment. Which, you know, when it was first announced with Windows 11, I know Justin and and Sean and John and and all of us, we were talking about the fact that it looked like it wasn't. You know, it wasn't going to run on your older laptop or you had a desktop. It was time to go out and buy a brand new processor, uh, the whole bit. But what they've done is they've said, no, it will run on your older equipment. You could still check to make sure you have the system requirements. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have, um, you know, that processor to handle 
what you need to install it, like as a free upgrade, blah, blah, blah. Then what you can do now is they're saying install it as an ISO. Huh. So um, this will bypass because, you know, it's going to be a free update if you have Windows 10. Uh, and uh, we've got, if Sean, you had the official rollout date for this? Uh, October 5th, 2021. I'm just going to go over some of the highlights from this PC yeah. Gamer PC gamer uh, article. It's October 5th, 2021. A free upgrade for existing Windows 10 users. Uh, the interface changes a more well-rounded design, even though the, the logo is completely square. I don't understand that. <laughs> um, better Xbox app integration, uh, and then some more direct storage, which will bolster some speed, some drive speeds and stuff like that. But Is there anything else, I mean, other than maybe a cosmetic? That, and that worries me because that's what we saw with the other upgrades. That, that Remember that they were like kind of, eh, there was nothing to it. And then you go, that was the worst one I've ever used. And then hmm. something else, the Windows like 10 came along and it was like, oh, this is good. You saw a weird jump from seven to eight. Yeah. In a completely UI redesign. And then you kind of saw a kind of a step backwards in terms of a UI design to Windows 10. So, so far it kind of looks like it's just, this is going actually more of a user experience looking like a Mac. With the taskbar hmm. being moved to the middle and some other, I don't know how I feel about that. Rounded corners and more accented, uh, you know, close icons and minimize icons and things like that. It's why, it's, why, yeah, why? Why do they have it's, to be more like Apple? Are they afraid of Apple? I don't know. But the one thing that a friend of mine did notice is that he's doing the developer version, so he's got Windows 11 already. Right. You can no longer do a vertical taskbar. Oh, really? Not that I've ever done one. I don't like, I actually, and I welcome that because I hated it when I'd move my start menu to the side. I'm like, gosh, darn it. I'd have to try to figure out how to move it back. Yeah. So it's, I know, I know certain, there are some of my friends and some coworkers in the past that have used exclusively the vertical taskbar. I find no use of it, but they were just like, it's gone. There's nothing, no mention of it. Anything is wow. gone. Can't do interesting. it. Interesting. Very interesting. So my big thing really though is, is, what is going to be different? So the average consumer that's listening to this right now, um, you know, are, are that that may be thinking, of, whoa, do I have to get this Windows 11? What is it going to do for them other than confuse them and maybe a new interface and a new way to use it? Because let's face it, some of us like using some of the older tech, the older, the older operating system. I want to I want to answer this one, if, if, you, if you don't mind. I, I honestly, I don't think it's going to do anything. Just as every other Windows edition released it's gonna take time for it to get good even windows 10 wasn't that great at launch i mean mm -hmm. they, it quickly got better but eventually everybody is going to need to migrate to windows 11 or at least the vast majority of people but honestly i think you're still fine with windows 10 for a good couple of years right yeah they're actually saying uh till 2025 yeah so then just stick with windows 10 yeah, and they are saying that, uh, you know, uh, right now, if you do a Windows update, now, I've checked this on four machines that I have, and it has not been pushed to me yet, but if you go to, you know, your, you go to your little search bar in the bottom there, and you type in uh, Windows update, uh, this is not in your browser, this is actually right there on your desktop if you're running Windows 10, um, you can open a Windows update, and it may show you whether or not you can run windows 11 with the current hardware you have so if you know if you're getting all excited and you're thinking october 5th when uh, it starts rolling out i want to go ahead and do the update 
Well, you want to find out, are you going to have to make an ISO or are you going to be able to install it and just do an upgrade that way? But before you do anything, we got to remind people because, you know, we're still a month away. Back up your system. Oh, yeah. Don't think, you know, you could do this update. Don't just make a restore point. Yeah. Back it up. Back it up completely. Back it up to external hardware if you can. I was even thinking, so I've got an M2, right? That uh, An M2 Black that's been sitting there. It's one terabyte. And I've got a 480 uh, SSD in mine. I was thinking, maybe I'll just do a fresh it install. It's just, it's just a pain when I have to reinstall all my programs. Yeah. And I was thinking about doing that. It is. Yeah, it, it is. Um, what do you what do you recommend for the backup software? What's the newest one that you've well, got? Uh, I, I use Acronis. Yeah, yeah, okay. I and, have, that's right. I have that one too, yeah. And, you know, if you're going to do a backup, you can't go wrong with that. Although, you know, now we're we're working with a new operating system. You have to wonder, how is your software program going to work with Windows 11? Like, how is Adobe going to work? How is, mm. we know Office should probably work, right? I mean, but mm-hmm. how about some of the other programs, like QuickBooks? Um, you know, how are some of these programs going to integrate with? Are, well, the is, the kernel, is the kernel different? I believe in- they've changed it, haven't they? I mean, I think, isn't that how they were able to update it? The underlying thing, I don't you see. I, okay, so that's the thing I'm, I'm questioning. Like, if the underlying technology behind Windows 11 is similar to Windows 10, you theoretically should be able to just continue running your programs as normal. Yeah, that's true. And considering they are letting you do an upgrade in place, but what's, what's you know, the, if you have the right hardware. Yeah, but now what's the big thing about this? Remember when Windows 11 was first announced? They talked about how that you had to have certain hardware in order to run mm-hmm. Windows 11. And then they kind of backtracked on that for a little bit or something. Yeah. They, they basically said, okay, fine, we'll let you install it on anything, but we can't guarantee. So what's the difference then with any other edition of Windows? Yeah, you can install it on anything, but they can't guarantee it's going to work. That's what Windows has been ever since day one. <laughs> you might you might work, you might not. Make a I mean, backup just in case. I mean, that's the difference between Apple and 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 Windows or Microsoft is that Apple controls all of their hardware. Is Microsoft really wanting to to go that route? Do I they don't think want? So. They can't. They can't because it would ruin the PC market. It, well, actually, it wouldn't ruin the PC market. It would ruin Windows. Well, a lot of manufacturers like Lenovo and Asus and you know the other one are hoping that this will spur some more PC sales. I mean, listen. Let's face it. Anytime a new operating system comes out or something new comes out, they want people to to go ahead and say, "Hey, it's time to upgrade." Mm-hmm. You know, it's time to get yourself a brand new desktop or new, new laptop, you know, and you look at it when, when windows uh, 10 came out, what I want to say, what is it five, six years ago, or is it longer than that? Six years, six years okay, ago. Okay. Six years. So yeah. when we started to see when windows, windows 10, we said, Oh, cool. Uh, I don't have to update. And we didn't update systems or a lot of systems that went from windows seven to windows 10 and are still running fine today. You know, mm. th- that's the whole thing. But it, so manufacturers were kind of like, wait a minute, you're not selling a, a computer. We need you to sell a computer because like our used cars, we're holding on to our computers more longer than, you know, longer than we used to. We used to mm-hmm. hold on to them for what, five years. Now people are holding on to their desktops for, you know, eight, nine, 10 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, my desktop that I have right now, I built in 2016, 2015. I recently, until I upgraded, what less than six months ago, that was for a 2010 build. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah. 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 See, so, so 11 years. You know, it's 
it, the only thing, you know, it was worth keeping the motherboard because the motherboard was good, right? But mm -hmm. I had to get the top end processor that would fit the socket without upgrading to the next gen. Yep. I, I could only run DDR3 RAM. Like, you know, it was only 16 gigs that would fit. Like, it only supported 16 gigs because of the processor. And at, at that point, it was like, I, if I wanted to do anything better, I had to upgrade. Mm -hmm. Don't you think, too, Sean, that, um, like DIY, uh, building your own system. I mean, it's something really people can do if they want to. It's a lot easier than people think. If you can build Legos, you can pretty much build a PC at this point. And it's not that difficult. You go to yeah. websites like PC Parts Picker or you go to lo our local vendors here. Like SWS is pretty good. They'll help you out. But, uh, you know, I'm just thinking the, the confusion, though, in the marketplace that is caused right now by... Number one, memory manufacturers, CPU manufacturers. You go out and you buy a CPU, okay? Say you decide, I'm going to stick with Intel. You don't know. Are you getting, what generation are you getting? When yeah. you see a processor on the shelves, unless you know what you're doing, sometimes you have no idea. Exactly. Oh, is that is that ninth generation, 10th, 11th? Oh, you could definitely get analysis paralysis when you're looking at yeah. computers. Because yep. you say, if there's somebody that doesn't know, it's like, Okay, you, you have Intel, you have AMD, and now you have the M1, the, the silicon from Apple, right? Yeah. But then there's so many different versions and variations and cores and threads and hyper-threaders, and it's, it could be very overwhelming, right? So if you're looking into building your own PC for the first time, go to your local computer store, your mom-and-pop computer store, and talk to the guy behind the counter or the girl behind the counter because they're going to know, and they're going to be able to help decipher some of that tech jargon mm -hmm. that you may or may not understand and they're more often than not going to be they're going to tell you don't get the best of the best because that's not what you need yeah they're going to tailor it to what you want to do yeah that's how when i build computers for friends it's like what do you want to do with this computer you know if well, you I, ever... want, I want to do word processing i want to browse the web and i want to play sims Right. Or something, right? right okay, sure. well, then that gives me a really good idea of what, what benchmark to put you at. But doesn't that always change, though? Because it, let's face it, you know, you get some and they say, well, I want to do word processing and I want to be able to um, maybe go online. And then that person goes, well, wait a minute. I, I want to play around with this Photoshop or I want to I go ahead and do vir virtual reality. And then the, the needs always expand, although... I will always say, if you go into a big box store and you talk to a sales clerk and you tell him, I want to get myself a new PC, the first question out of his mouth should be, what do you want to do with it? Exactly mm -hmm. what you're saying, Sean. Yeah. And then the second question should be, what's your budget? Oh, yeah. That part, that part too. I forgot about that. <laughs> All right. Because... We, we got to take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got more of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin. Let me find us on the web, techtalkradio.com. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Mike Nelson from Mystery Science Theater and rifttracks.com, and you're listening to the greatest show on the planet, Tech Talk Radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Sean DeWeer. I'm Justin Lemmy. And I'm Andy Taylor. And uh, I, you know, I, I visited uh, our big box store, I, I Best Buy. Over the weekend. The best to buy. You know, they must think I'm up to something because I walk up and down the aisles and uh, I take pictures. And I go, oh, I want to talk about this. or I want to look at this. Uh, I want to see this. And uh, for the tech segments for the last few weeks, I actually buy 
buy. It's like Justin asked me, he says, when do you have to send that uh, stereo back? And I'm like, oh. I, I bought it. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. I've, I've been forced uh, over the last few weeks because right now it's hard to get stuff uh, from the companies because of, number one, the chip shortage. Number mm-hmm. two, just uh, the electronics demand has been very high during the pandemic. And so many cases for my TV segments, I will go out and I'll buy something that I think looks pretty cool that I want to give a test to. And I did buy something this week, but I was looking and I saw all the really cool products and I came up with a bunch of questions I have for you guys on some products I saw. But one of the things I still have not seen in retail yet that I I wish I did because I would have got this is something that Sean just picked up. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. All right, what the is wi- it? The, these are the wise, the wise earbud, the wise pro earbuds. Now, for those of you who don't know, or maybe first time listening, Sean is our resident wise expert. W Y Z E. Yeah. They're a company that was formed from a bunch of uh, ex Google and Amazon engineers, and they make all kinds of electronic products, dirt cheap. I mean, they're taking on Dyson with their vac. They're taking on Roomba with their with their robot vacuum. They started out with lights and cameras. Don't forget their their web their cameras for your home security. Are yeah, amazing. the cameras are. Yeah, I just actually picked up another outdoor cam too. Anyway, so that's wise. So they're an American company, uh, but they make stuff super super cheap, and they keep coming out with brand new products that are taking on the mega brands in the yeah, industry. Yeah, they're they're taking on the mega brands even to the point where some of those mega brands are changing their designs to look <laughs> more like wise. <laughs> or they're they're changing some of the things that they they're like their what? can or can't do. Just the way you're seeing some of the new the new Google Ring can not the Google Rings, but the, Nest. the Google the Nest and the doorbell is more rounded like the it's you're if you look around enough you'll see some similarities. Interesting. Um but yeah, so I like to. They have a lot of their pre-order stuff uh, because I buy enough stuff from them. I get emails all the time about pre-order this, pre-order that, whatever. So I had been in the market. We had talked about this on the show before. Justin, you had mentioned you had the Jabras. Yep. Andy was looking at buying the Sony ones. Yep. And so I said, "Hey, Wise has their Sony, their their earbuds, their Pro earbuds." So I pre-ordered a pair. Right. So I finally got them. Now these are wireless earbuds that you would, you know, maybe go in the store and use for your your smartphone the whole bit with Bluetooth. Yep. So right. they're just they're Bluetooth linked to my phone. They have a rechargeable wireless case. This is very similar to the AirPods. Right. So I can charge this and then drop them in and charge them when they die. Um, so I've had them for about a week and I I, I do enjoy them. Yeah. I have some pros and I have some cons. All right. So what? Why don't you give? Why don't you give us the pros first? The pros are, they're very light. They fit in my ears really well with the with the standard foam pieces on them, which is the medium size. They come with four, three different foam foam ear pieces, um, medium, small, and large. Ooh. So the medium ones fit in my ears pretty well. I did change my right ear to the larger one because my right ear it kept popping out as I would walk around. And it was it was yeah. not making a super good seal in my ear, and you know that's very common with wires. You not your ears aren't exactly the same yeah. shape and size of your ears, so just fine tuning them to myself um, was fine. They're they sound great. They sync up with my phone really easily via Bluetooth. Okay, but there is some control you can do within the Wise app itself. So you have to open the Wise app to control the settings on the earbuds. Yeah, on the earbuds, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
so but there are touch controls and things do, like volume and i can answer the phone by touching on the side and all that stuff it's very similar you, to the airpods do you add this product to your wise account the same way you would add like a wise cam yes. where you open up the wise app you say add device yep. and then you put the earbuds in a pairing yep. mode it's, it's actually very simple so it, all you would do is i would have to dock them into the the, the tray yeah the charging mm-hmm. station press and hold the button until it starts blinking and then it's discoverable Okay. Oh, that is cool. I but like it's that. only so, discoverable via the Wise app. You can't just add this as a straight Bluetooth device. You yes, have you to have. Oh, you okay. can. You, you can. can. Okay. Right. So you have to. There's. You have to have it close to your phone to pair them to the app. You go into the app. You add a device. It searches for it. It finds it. You can name it. You can all that stuff. But then you just drop them back in. It. It's always linked to your Wise app. But then I can link it to my computer, I can link it to my MacBook, I can link it to my phone, whatever. What's uh, what's the range of those? Do you know? I've yet a chance the, to the check that out yet. The range is not as good as I thought it was going to be. Wow. So what I is the a, range? A, probably about 50 to 60 feet. Well, that's it's actually not that bad. still not bad. Yeah. Right. It's not that bad, right? But you're not, you're never going to be away from your phone that long when you're on wireless anyways. Yeah. Right. But when I, when I had it connected to my computer... My Arctic sevens that I have on right now, I can go all the way upstairs in my house. Okay, well, yeah, but those are also way bigger, and they have a better Bluetooth receiver. I understand that. I'm just saying, compared to these, which maybe not be a fair comparison, I I can't. I can just go up into upstairs and barely it breaks up and goes in and out. Now, for our listeners who can't see the the video portion of this, um, they are really sleek looking. I really like them. Yeah, Um, they're they're really nice. You can't tell that these are not from, you know, uh, one of the big name manufacturers that are out there that you would have spent oodles of do money they, on. Do they have the word wise on the side of them? They do not. Okay. No. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you can't. They, really they, do. They, they and that's not a bad thing. That's not a good thing or a bad thing. Like, I would not mind having the word wise on the side of them. People would be like, hey, what's that brand? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're just generic. They look like just like generic earbuds. What about what comfort? Because when you wear these things for longer than an hour, sometimes it can be a little cumbersome. Uh, like I said, you know, I had to adjust them. I adjusted them because I've never, I've always really hated the earbud style. I've yeah. always preferred the over the ear style of a headphone. Um, and so, I, when I got them, I was very cautious about it. But they fit in very well. And like I said, I did adjust the one phone piece to fit my right ear. But other than that, they fit in just nice. They sound good. Um, the battery life is decent. I, I get about six to seven hours of active listening. I had no, that I had a one. That course that, that that goes against what they say there on their website. It says up to eighteen hours. What is that with? Is that with or without the it's, active noise canceling on? Well, okay, so that's what. Yeah, so that's what they don't tell you. Uh, it, it it just says. Uh, let's see, eighteen hours battery. Li- okay, hold on. Buds Pro. Wait, what do you got again? Buds Pro? Yep. Yeah. So, okay. Up to 4.5 hours on a single charge with active noise canceling on, six hours with active noise canceling off. So, okay. Yeah. That, and, okay. And that, that makes And that sense. holds true. So, I, I tested them at work when I was out building cameras for events at work, and I just had Pandora on on my phone, and I had them in. I had active noise canceling on, and I got about five hours. Yeah. That's not bad. And I will tell you that the active noise canceling it's better than the Jabra's. It's it's good. It's not amazing. It's not going to cancel out everything. But yeah, it sure. Will, if I put them on now, it would drown out the air conditioning. It would drown out the furnace in the other room. Yeah. It would drown out 
those just those constant tones that you hear throughout your normal day just those mundane tones that are always active right how now. dare you talk about your wife like that <laughs> oh, oh now, no. <laughs> i'm not even saying that one. Oh, i had to go there now, the one of the 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 main reasons i used uh the the ones that i have which is the the jaybird vistas which which i i do like um is for listening to podcasts sometimes when i'm driving I'll listen to to podcasts or phone calls. Um, I use it with my Fox 11 segments uh, when I have to call and be able to hear the IFB in my ear. Uh, and th- for that, they the quality is great on them. Um, do you use it for music listening with both of them in, and they work fine? Yeah, I've I've like I said, most of my experience with them so far has been with music, but I have done phone calls on them, and I think it sounds good to me. What about the I've delay? There's no delay. No. Okay. See, I have a problem with delay on the Jabras. And I don't know if it's my Pixel or if it's the Jabras. But I I feel like when I'm on my Pixel, it's fine. But, like, if I have my earphones in, I'm getting a little bit of a delay. And I was able to decrease that delay by turning off the HD audio of the Jabra. And so, I don't know. It's it's like a weird combination. But you don't notice any type of delay at all. I haven't, I can't say that I've experienced any issue with a delay. And I feel like if there was, I hopefully as a professional would be able to identify that. Now, all right. The the big thing about this, and when those are some of the pros that we've talked about, is the pricing. Now, comparatively, what what are the costs for those? Pre-order, I think I paid less than $60. So yeah, that is quite a savings versus uh, 60 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I paid 200 for my Jabra's. Now, if our listeners want to find these, now I'm going to have you do this before we go over the negatives. Uh, what What is the website address? Wise.com, W-Y-Z-E.com. Um, but they're not available right now because they, they only have shipped the pre-orders. So they, they're not oh. available for actual purchase yet. I think I and saw something today, though, that they were... They, they announced a new version of a different style oh. of Pro Buds. Mm. Right, okay. And I'm kind of mad because I like those looked better. Right. But anyways, I probably just have to buy those two. Okay, so what would be the 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 points about this though that made you say, "Ah, I wish it did this or wish it did that." The I wish I had the ability to do the to change the active noise canceling mode actually just tapping Wait, on them. You do. It's phone. no, it does. You do. It, on their website it says if you press and hold, you can adjust the active noise canceling. Oh, it says I, it right there on their guess, website. I guess I didn't realize that, but it I just freaked out my phone by tapping on the side because it's connected <laughs> to my phone. It brought, up, it brought up Siri on my phone, um, which I'm curious about because I have Siri deactivated, so I'm curious. Um, the the like, so that's not a that's not a con apparently because I can do it. Right. Yeah. Um, the biggest concern, I, not the concern, but the biggest feature I wish it had would be able to do quick switching between devices. Ah. So if I have huh. them on my phone and then I sit at my computer and I start a, a Zoom call or a Zoom session, I wish I could just automatically say, all right, connect me here instead of my phone. Mm-hmm. Now, they don't connect to multiple devices. They don't, can only connect to one Bluetooth device at a time. So I would have to disconnect it from my phone, make it discoverable, connect it to my computer to be able to do that quickly. That takes a minute to a minute and a half to almost two minutes at times. And I just didn't care for that. So that's an advantage of the, so you can, you can only connect, you can only connect one device at a time. As far as I have been able to, I haven't, you haven't, you haven't been able to have two devices at the same time, both Bluetooth 
both knowing what the wise buds are and they have, won't connect at the same time? I can have two devices that know what the wise buds are, but they will not connect to both at the same time. Ah, uh, see, now Got the it. Jabras do. The Jabras can yeah. connect uh, two so devices that, that, at the same that's time. A down, that's a downside okay. for me. Okay. So if, if you're looking for something that you could connect to your watch or connect to your phone or your computer or your iPad or whatever, these are not for you. All right. All right. But the price is great. But the price, you can't beat the price. Now, okay. So somebody listening right now is going, wait a minute, wait a minute. I could use these as headphones with my computer. How does somebody do that? If their computer does not have Bluetooth, can they get a Bluetooth adapter? You you can't. You would have to buy a USB Bluetooth adapter or a a Bluetooth card or, or have a motherboard that supports Bluetooth. My current, my new motherboard that I got just a couple months ago supports Bluetooth. So I was playing around with it, seeing how I enjoyed it. And I liked it, but the sound quality for my Arctic 7s are just supreme compared. Yeah. Yeah. Because the the drivers are bigger, it's higher fidelity. But I'm not going to lie, the sound of the sound quality on these beats just a regular pair of earbuds, like a regular pair of standard plug in earbuds. And you can work out with them, you can do the whole bit. Yeah, and I've had no issue. Like I said, after I upgraded the one e- foam piece to f- be a little bit larger, it didn't pop out of my ear. I've been comfortable with them. They look pretty. St- they people don't notice that I have them in, right? Because they they fit in my ears pretty well. Um, so I'm I'm very happy with them. I just wish I could do the hot swapping a little bit more, where I'm always on my phone at work, or I'm jumping on my computer for a Zoom call. And then I'm in the core doing Aha. something. I figured it out. What? All you got to do is buy a second pair of earbuds, Sean. Put one connected to one phone in one ear, one connected to the other phone in the other ear, and then put the other two spare ones in your pocket. He's going to blow his brain up. <laughs> so I'm which, just saying. Which way do I look? <laughs> All right. We, we have to take another quick break. we come back. We've got more of Tech Talk Radio. Uh, I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeer. And I'm Justin Lemmy. Send us a tweet at Tech Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Adrienne Barbeau. You're listening to Tech Talk Radio, and you're going to learn a lot. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Justin. I'm Andy. I'm Sean DeWeer. All right. So the big news that happened uh, earlier this week was, (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm laughing at this one. This is this is funny. China. Oh, I know where you're going with this. China, oh, as a country, has now banned kids 18 and under from playing online games for more than three hours per week. Per week? Per week. I, so, oh, wow. So this is interesting. So, like, under – now, previously, in the year 2019, uh, people were allowed to play for games for one and a half hours per day. I didn't even know they had regulations on that. Me neither. So they were allowed to play every single day for one and a half hours per day. Now they're saying if you're 18 and under, you get three hours per week. And they're actually going to they're they're actually going to enforce it. They're going to put how uh, though, how do you enforce something like that? Well, okay, so what I'm reading here, I'm looking at cnbc.com. Uh they're talking about uh, let's see, where did it go here? Okay, the rules will apply to companies providing online game services to minors, limiting their ability to serve those users outside of designated hours. The companies will also not be allowed to provide services to users who haven't logged in with real name registration. 
preventing them from simply remaining ignorant to their users' backgrounds. So I originally heard that it was going to be done with some cameras that were going to do facial recognition to find out who's playing. And I think that might still be a certain aspect of it. But I think what's going on here is, wow, you need to log in to your game. So whether it be PC or Xbox or uh, PlayStation or even Switch, I guess, for that matter, they're going to force these companies to to require you to log in with your real given name and your real given birthday. And they're going to do background checks to make sure that you are who you say you are. And that way, if these companies will allow you to stay online, they're going to get a stiff penalty. And that's crazy. <laughs> that, all right, but, so now what, now what about – so this would apply to, to the online games like Battleground or, you know uh, – Fortnite or Call of yeah. Duty or – Now, what about, what about somebody who gets a game that is, you know, single player? It doesn't mention Not that. playing it. So some kid could have fed, I, eventually just go, I'm not playing online. I'm just going to play – at home with AI. Well, know? I think, you know, I think that might be coming down to it. And, and and that brings me to another point of mine was that, you know, you've got in, in certain games such as Call of Duty uh, in general, Call of Duty is probably the worst offender of this. But you've got massive problems with hacking. People will get into these Call of Duty games. And there's a couple other games out there that do the same thing. But they get into these games and they use these specialized tools. They're, they're, they're applications that sit... Um, outside of the actual program, the actual game, but they allow you to do things like aimbot, where your aiming is always perfect, or you can see the characters through the wall so you know who's hiding behind a wall or something. So they're literally cheating, and a lot of these cheaters come from China, and that has been a proven fact in the past. So I'm curious if this is really going to knock down the amount of players online, 18 and under, is it going to slow down or mitigate the amount of hacking that goes on in the games that the rest of the world enjoys, but doesn't enjoy because of all the Chinese hackers. I don't think it will. I mean, I think you'll see maybe a small decrease, but you got to remember, it's like video games aren't just for kids anymore. No, of and, course that, not. And, that, and that mentality in China of win at all costs. That is true. That is true. Is, they, is, they, is why they have hacking. That, that is true. That, that's the point that should be made is that they have this mentality that's baked into them from, from birth that win at all costs. They don't consider hacking to be cheating. They just think it's an advantage. They, they win at all costs. That's their thing. Win at all costs. But I, you, you probably will see a small decline, but how, without knowing how it's going to be tracked and censored and all that stuff, it's going to be so hard to know. I, I think, think they're going to put the it on the providers. They're gonna they're gonna put it on the providers. So PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, uh, uh, Steam, uh, uh, Nintendo Online. You know, I mean, I think they're gonna put it on them, and that's gonna that might actually wow. cause some of these services to say, you know what, we don't want to be in China anymore. If you're gonna if you're gonna make us have to implement a, a, what's likely to be a multi million dollar investment into tracking this stuff. Why would they just want to stay in China? I guess it depends on how much money they're making from China. Now, yeah, certain games are making a ton. This is why Call of Duty doesn't worry about banning the hackers because every time a a hacker gets banned, they buy another copy of the game, which gives them another access to online. So Call of Duty is making money hand over fist, and they're like, okay, yeah, we banned 5,500 hackers this week. 
that's 5,500 more copies we just sold. Now, when you, for our listeners who don't know, we think of hackers as somebody who wants to get our social security numbers and our money and maybe. No, no, no. That this is a game hacker that will go in and exploit the game to be able to get more. To win. To, to win, basically win the game. Yeah, that's yeah. all they're doing. They're just, they're just making it difficult, if not impossible, for everybody else who's playing the game legitimately to have a chance at winning. Well, and then there's games, certain games will actually put different lobbies into the game where you can choose not to be lobbied with Asian players. Okay, but right. then VPN. No, I understand. These guys will use VPNs. Yeah, yeah, they'll use VPNs to come from U.S. or Norway or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so there's um, always ways around it to get that always yeah. win mentality. I, I'm kind of wondering, though, why would China do this? What is what, well, is, what is the reasoning behind this? They're, they're saying here that there's over 110 million minors that play video games in China today, and we expect the new limits to lead to a decline in the number of players and the reduction in the amount of time and money spent in-game by those under 18. In other words, they're saying that, that children are basically turning their brains to mush because, like, okay, in America, there are certain people that let their kids play games all the time. Yeah. I'm not one of them. Eric who's standing next to me right now, gets to play games 30 minutes to maybe an hour a day at the most. Right. But there are some people in China, and a lot of people in China, they let their kids play games for 24 to 48 hours straight. So even when There's, the parents are going to bed, the kids still out playing There game. are cases where people have died, literally died oh, in yeah, internet cafes, yeah. where they've been playing for 72 straight hours without food or water, and they die at their station. And people don't even notice until they start to, you know... Get is that guy in slavery? <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, yeah, no, he's dead. Yeah. Ooh. You know, so I think that's a part of it is the addiction, the addiction in video games. I think people are just trying to escape everyday life in China. And I, I don't I don't necessarily think everyday life in China is that bad, but I don't I don't live there. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's what they're doing is they're just trying to escape everyday life because it's so bad there that we don't know. Right. Wow, it's crazy. Um so I wanted to ask, you know, during the pandemic, some of uh, some of us went to the movies. Some of us didn't. Some of us waited at home for a movie or paid 20 bucks for it. Did any of us, and you were speaking of games here, go see Free Guy? Not yet. I want to see yet. that so uh, bad. I really wanted to see it. Now, okay, so here's what I know for, for everybody. Free Guy is a film that starred uh, Ryan Reynolds. Um, it is about a, a non-playable character in a video game. And that would be one of those characters, you're playing a video game like Grand Theft Auto or something else, and, you know, the car goes by somebody and there's somebody who jumps out of the way. That would be the NPC, mm -hmm. right? Non-playable character. Non -playable Nobody character, controls yes. it. Well, uh, the movie will be out streaming on HD digital, meaning that uh, you'll pay like a subscription fee which, or you'll pay a rental fee, which could be, you know, 20 bucks. That's how much I ended up doing Respect, the one about Aretha Franklin that way. Okay. And it was $20. It was worth it. We watched it in our living room, Amazon Prime Video, September 14th. September 14th. Okay, All I'm right. definitely going to see that because I really do want to see it. And it'd be great on a big system like uh, like you and Sean have. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be great. Now, the Blu-ray uh, 4K is going to be out October 12th. Ooh. I want to see it on that. Because wait, wait, so, so if I stream it, it's not going to be 4K? Uh, no, it's going to be HD, just HD nah, digital. Okay, then I'll wait for the Blu-ray. Because the Blu-ray October 12th is when uh, it'll be available, and supposedly that will be pretty intense. Now, the word is it will go to HBO Max before it goes anywhere else. But okay. the movie Free Guy is something to see. And if there's a way we could do a watch party with it, that would be absolutely cool. I would oh, love would that. Fun. And you know that they already confirmed uh, Free Guy 2 
Ryan Reynolds confirmed the sequel. Yeah, and Disney is actually wanting to do it, which is, awesome. is interesting. Um, because Maybe they'll bring in Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> I loved Wreck-It Ralph, too. That was awesome. Yeah. All right, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be back with more of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemmy. Find us on the web at techtalkradio.com. We'll be right back. Now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Hi, this is Colin Mockery of Whose Line Is It Anyway? You're listening to Tech Talk Radio. I don't know how it works. It's all magical stuff to me. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemmy. So we were talking, you know, this uh, is the segment of the show that we, we like to do like a, a a website of the week or a product of the week. And earlier we were talking about Acronis. And, you know, if you're going to do an update to Windows 11, you want to make a backup. Matter of fact, anytime you install a new program onto your PC, you don't know how it's going to interact. So make sure you have a backup. Um, and Acronis is a great program. It can be uh, somewhat pricey, but it has a lot of features. But for somebody who's looking at maybe saving just to the cloud, Sean has found a product that he actually has used before for his uh, for your mom, right? So my mom actually has used it. Uh, I will say that she found it from another tech talk podcast. I mm. won't name names. All right. Um, but she listens to this one quite a bit. Not ours, unfortunately. I'm trying to get her on that. Is she a but digital she- goddess? Digital goddess. Yes, Kim's okay. Kim's been on our show before. Kim, Kim Commando. Yeah. yeah. My mom loves her, listens to her podcast all the time. Yeah. Um, so she uses Backblaze, which is an online, Backblaze. it's a, you can do, you can do, you can buy hardware from them or you can do it to the cloud. Right. So they have what they call their world's easiest cloud backup for seven bucks a month. And it's unlimited data. Wow. That's Whoa. pretty good. Unlimited. That's what it's for. Says. How much? Seven bucks a month. That's pretty good if it's unlimited. Wow. So you should basically you, store your entire computer, you know, in the cloud. And if yes. something happens, re- recover yep. it. And so the kind of the key key highlights of that service are automatic backups, secure and encrypted, off-site backup because it's in the cloud, unlimited storage, unlimited retention, and access on the web, mobile, or you can request a USB drive and they'll ship it to you in the mail. Huh. Wow. So if you if you do have a system crash... You could tell them, hey, I'm going to send you a USB drive. They put it on that USB drive and then send I'm it back sure to you. I'm sure they just send you a USB drive. I'm sure you don't have to send one to them. But, oh, okay. Uh, if you want to try for free, you can just go onto their website for a 15, 15 day free trial, black, back, backblaze.com, B A C K, blackblaze.com. All right, B L A Z E.com. All right, very cool stuff. Great show this week. I know we, we started off. Kind of talking about all kinds of fun stuff, but next week we'll have more of Tech Talk Radio. Now, if you have a question for the show, feel free to drop us an email, uh, techguys at techtalkradio.com. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm Justin. Let me have yourselves a great week. We'll see you next time.